So here are the four bad habits that destroy your life. Addiction, never exercising any discipline, Mm. not having any goals, and hanging out with toxic people. Yeah. So we're going to dive in to each of those and we're going to explain to you how they are destroying your life. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 16 of the Push Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. 16 episodes in. This is amazing. I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself. I don't even know what you're going (laughs) to say half the time, but sometimes I'm like, man, are you tracking with me? (laughs) Follow with me. You said, wow, wow, wow. After I said, welcome. I was like, is he talking about wow, wow, wubsy? Like, what are you doing? Wow, wow, Wes. The wow, wow, Wes. Let's move on. Are we going to hang out here or are we going to move on? I used to live down, Eddie and I are having a day, you guys. It's just a day of- Of what? Frustration. Just Just sometimes you just piss me off. Oh, God. Just sometimes it's like, have you ever just been waiting for your spouse all day? To die? (laughs) What are you talking about? Have you just been waiting for your spouse just to die? Why on earth would I say that? (laughs) I don't know. Because sometimes you could be so damn evil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting on you all damn day. Waiting on you to get some food. Waiting on you to make your coffee. Uh, Waiting on you to focus. Waiting on you to record this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Jesus. (laughs) So today I want to talk to you guys. We want to talk to you guys. (laughs) Jesus, he's here. I have to act like he's here. A part of this conversation. Uh, Today is January 7th. If you're listening to it on the actual day of release, it's new release Tuesday. So um, you should be maybe coming out of the holiday season, all the craziness. You should be focused on getting your life together right about now. January 7th, people are usually all pumped up and excited to get into the new year. It's a new decade. Hopefully you have some New Year's resolutions. So we're looking for five lucky pushers out there that are super committed to accomplishing and doing big things in 2020. And so we want to give away five pusher t-shirts Nice to uh, the top five reviews for this particular episode. So we're going to be looking for your reviews on this episode, which is episode number 16. The title is Four Bad Habits That Destroy Your Life. Damn. Yeah. So we went back and forth and I was like, is it four bad habits that will destroy your life? And Eddie was like, no, they do destroy your life. (laughs) I was like, okay, so these are the four bad habits that are destroying your life. And he's like, no, they just four bad habits that destroy your life. You know why? Because as we go through this, people are going to self-identify to some of these things or maybe one of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that at some point in time, everyone gets addicted to some things. Everyone builds bad habits around certain things. And so I think that when we get down to it, it applies to everyone. So yes, it destroys your life. Okay. So these are the four bad habits that destroy your life. (laughs) Not that can, not that are, not that will. They just do. They just do. Okay. So 
Let's get into them. There are four bad habits that destroy your life. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then we're going to talk and chat about them a little bit today. Can, so, I, can I just do a little setup really quick? Yeah, okay. you can. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. Well, I mean, the reason why I think it's important is We are this not up. in a state of flow today okay. as a couple. We are, okay? Because you just need to just get yourself to a positive place. <laughs> we have just talked to them about, leading up to this, we've talked to them about a lot of different things, right? Besides kind of the, our fun episodes for the holidays and around some of the things that we love, we actually talked about and for the New Year's resolutions, how to create New Year's resolutions, how to create goals that have weight, that mean something, that have consequences. And so- Right. That was episode number 15, yeah. pushing towards your goals in the new year. You're right, though. We also talked in episode number 12 about the 10 micro shifts that can help make a huge difference in your life. Yeah. I think those are really good to start off the new year. And then in episode number 11, we talked about leaving all your BS in 2019. So how to push into the new decade with grace and gratitude. So if you're tuning in right now around early January and you're like, okay, I do need to get on the get your life together train. Right. Those are episodes you can go back and you can reference. Yeah. And I think that what this episode will do and will serve is it will help you identify the things that will put you off course, right? So mm -hmm. you've got some pregame stuff that we've kind of talked about leading up to this. And now we're going to talk about like, hey, these are the things that are going to get in your way. You can plan all you want. You can strategize. You can aspire. You can, you can have buy vision. All the cool journals you can do all the things. Planners. But if you haven't fixed these things, mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself around March going, I'm not where I thought I'm I was going to be. I'm still destroying my life. I'm still destroying my life. And we want to help you kind of get some self-awareness around this stuff. Right. Okay. So here they are. Can I speak now? May I speak? Oh, you may. <laughs> you may. So here are the four bad habits that destroy your life. Addiction, never exercising any discipline, mm. not having any goals, and hanging out with toxic people. Yeah. So we're going to dive in to each of those, and we're going to explain to you how they are destroying your life. Okay. <laughs> so let's start with addiction. So yeah. I wrote down some things that people are like, I'm not addicted to anything. So first of all, you could think like alcohol, sex, drugs, like those are the worst addictions. But let's start with some that are, I think, equally as unhealthy, which would be bad food addictions. Yeah. Right. And this is always kind of, it gets me in trouble a little bit because you guys know I own a bakery. So people are like, well, don't you sell sugar? I mean, I do, but in moderation, in right? Moderation, and right. so when I opened the bakery in the middle of a recession, I realized that no matter what kind of financial situation you're in, you're always going to want to provide some sort of candle or some sort of cupcake or cake to make sure that your kid celebrates their birthday, right? Yeah. That's one time a year. So yeah, and I think I'm not a sugar drug dealer, <laughs> but I do think that bad food in consistency versus moderation is definitely something that can destroy your life. Absolutely. And just to preface this, like as we go through like the addiction to bad food and addiction to a lot of the things we were talking about, if you're thinking, I don't have an addiction, mm -hmm. addiction, I would say is defined by anything that pulls you. Mm -hmm. Like you find yourself being craving it, craving it mm -hmm. or being subconsciously pulled by it. Like, oh, I feel like I, I need this right now mm -hmm. or I want this right now. That means is that you have some type of connection that is, is an addictive quality mm -hmm. that's tying you to it, that's pulling you towards it, that is unhealthy. Right. right. So sticking with the bad food, that could lead things, lead to things that are not so favor favoring, right? right? So that could lead to weight gain. That could lead to unhealthy outcomes like heart disease, diabetes, other health issues, which could lead to 
lack of confidence. Absolutely. Which leads to a lot of other things that will ruin and destroy your life, right? right? So it's not so much the cupcake that you're eating that's destroying your life. It's the habit of constantly choosing bad food over nutritious and nourishing food because of maybe an association you place on dieting, right? right. Which we're going to talk about that habit a little bit later. But bad food could be one. Social media. Maybe you're addicted to social media. Social media, a, can too much social media consumption can lead to things like comparison, mm -hmm. self-doubt, living in a state of constant lack, lack of focus, lack of goal attainment, lack of clarity, because you're just so distracted by what other people are doing. Yeah. And the crazy thing about like bad food and social media is in the while you're consuming it, it feels good. Yep. And then once you're done, you feel awful. Right. Like you feel unsettled, whether you're, you just put down your phone and you've watched all of your friends. and You, you never think feel that, good about yourself you never after. Feel, you don't feel great about yourself. And so like if you find that that is the case, what is driving you to that addiction is the feeling in the moment right. of the social media of seeing likes, of scrolling and kind of constantly getting some instant gratifications and things of that nature. But if you are done and you're going, oh, I feel awful. Mm -hmm. I right? just lost an hour of my it life. It just destroyed your That's life. That's destroying your life, right. <laughs> so all addictions, what you said, like usually feel good in the moment. Right. But there are always things that you regret after you waste the time or after you commit to it, a right? After the high is over. Well, they're pleasure driven. Yeah. And then once you gain that instant gratification, instant moments of pleasure, you feel bad about them. Mm -hmm. Versus you never go to the gym and say, ugh. I feel terrible after that long workout. Yeah. I wish I wouldn't have done that. And it I used never to say that feels to that people way. all the time. You never regret a workout. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what happened in the workout. You could have thrown up. Right. <laughs> you still don't regret it. So other pleasure-driven activities that could be perceived as addictions. You could be addicted to stress. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I'm guilty of being addicted to work, right? So I'm overcommitting to things and deadlines, and then I wind up in this like cycle of stress. Right. And sometimes I'm definitely guilty of that. That leads to poor health. That could lead to constant migraines or headaches. That could lead to a negative outlook on life. And sometimes that leads to victimhood. Yeah. So like you become a victim of your circumstances, and then you start to tell yourself the story that like, oh, life is so busy. I never have a chance to do these things. And then all of the good habits that you want to create, like going to the gym, if you're overloading your calendar, those good habits start to slip at the wayside, right? Yeah, and then I think that victimhood definitely gets you to a place of hopelessness. Right. And when you get into hopelessness, that's when you feel like the odds are stocked against you that, I said that with like a, a English accent, a stalked against you, okay. stacked against you, <laughs> and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel because you have allowed the stress to consume you. But not only have you allowed the stress to consume you, you've allowed the situation and the circumstances to get in you. Like they talk about when you think about like buoyancy of a boat, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to keep the, the water outside and keep afloat. Mm -hmm. But once you let too much water in, you sink. And okay. that's what stress is about. It's like when you have all the circumstances, all the different things in your life that are problems, and if you allow those things to get in you, you sink with it and you become the situation that you're stressed out about. Yeah. And I think we talk to our students a lot about this. Like you keep saying yes to everything that makes you addicted to stress. You're mm -hmm. addicted to overcommitting. You're addicted to doing. You're addicted to the busyness. It makes right. you feel accomplished. Right. But it's definitely an addiction. Another one that is pretty self-explanatory, alcohol, sex, drugs. Right. They're distractions. I think they're way they're escapism escape-isms. They're ways that 
help you turn a blind eye sometimes to problems in your real world or your real current circumstances, right? Yeah. And I think that like everything we've talked about up to this point can lead to those things, right? You're stressed. And so you feel like you need to drink alcohol at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. You're stressed. And so you think you need to have drugs to escape and to go somewhere else, Mm -hmm. wherever drugs will take you. Or maybe you're stressed and you're feeling insignificant. And so you feel like you need to have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have it over. Maybe that's where People get really addicted to pornography, right? Right. And so they it's instant. It's, it's instant. Comforting. It's, graphic, it's comforting. It's makes instant you graphic, feel good. Makes you feel good. It has all the things that an addictive behavior would need and have. Right. Pleasure um, it driven. All, it's pleasure driven. It's all in there. So I think anything that's pleasure driven keeps you in a comfort zone. It also could then turn into a place of safety, a place mm-hmm. that you think feels good, but it's just a disguise, right? Right. And could potentially become an addiction. So Absolutely. I want to ask you, friends, like. What things are you addicted to? I posted this on my Instagram earlier, but addictions come in different forms, right? So like I told you, sometimes I'm addicted to work. What are you addicted to sometimes that maybe? Uh, I think you touched on it, but laziness. Uh huh. Like sometimes I can feel like we over the holidays got to sit down and watch some TV for, and we haven't done it in a long time. Right. And, and I can just feel that that can be really, I was like, we <laughs> really went to the mall, yeah. <laughs> we were at the mall and I was like, I want to leave this place and get back to my other life of sitting down watching TV all day. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you what happened. So over the holiday season, we had some time like that was purposeful. We never take time off. We never just chill and relax. And Eddie is constantly at work learning about new shows and just like different things, right? Whether they're movies And he'll ask me, do you want to sit down and watch an episode of this? I'm like, hell no. I cannot afford to be committed to something other than Because we always joke that we have addicted personalities. Oh, totally. For many years we have. And so if if someone talks to me about a new show, just to let you know, like if you're listening, you're a friend on the street, don't bother telling me about your show because I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) I'm just not going to watch it because I don't have the time to be sucked into something else, right? Right. So Eddie had been talking about this Apple series with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. It's called The Morning Show. Yeah. And I kept just tuning it out, tuning it out. So then... (laughs) You hear this, guys? This is how she responds. This is how I do because I don't have time for this. Well, guess what? During the Christmas break, we didn't have time for anything. Like, we had time for everything, actually. So he just slyly puts it on one night. He's sitting on the couch. I'm on my computer at the table. (laughs) He slyly puts it on. Of course, I hear the TV, so I'm like watching. And then I completely abort my mission, close my laptop, ghost it on the couch next to him, summons the children from their room. And then just like that, you guys, we were addicted wait, to the morning wait. show. She started like asking questions. What did he say? What happened? <laughs> and she's like pretty far where she's got her glasses right. on and she can see like a computer with her glasses on but she can't see far with them so she has to take them off so i see her like lifting up her glasses <laughs> looking over to the side asking questions and yeah. all of a sudden she was just he's pulled. like i got her you made me addicted so i summons the children they come out and now just like that we're addicted to this show so we're like go to the next one what's wrong with you right so if you guys are like us like we have addictive personalities which oh, yeah. is Like the point of this podcast is not to position ourselves in a place of perfection, let me tell you. But again, this is like, I don't think that I've watched an hour of television probably in the last six months. Yeah. And so we watch one episode, which is an hour. And I'm like, go to the next one, dummy. What are you doing? (laughs) Hurry up, right? We're sitting on pins and needles. So he goes to the next one. I'm just going to let you guys know, truth be told, we stayed up until 3 a.m. We probably got through six episodes. 
So that was, was six hours of sitting there watching TV. And that's something we never do. So right. it was fun. It was but fun. what Eddie's saying is like a couple days went by. We were still watching it. And we had one episode left and the girls wanted to go to the mall. I wanted to go too. just we needed to get out of the TV couch out of the house. Right. So we go to the mall and he's just kind of sitting there sulking while we're <laughs> shopping. And he goes, I go, what's your problem? And he goes, I just want to go back to my couch and just watch TV. <laughs> I just want to watch TV. I just want to be his couch potato. So um, this is something that's addicting. Yeah. Then this morning I woke up. We have no more morning show to watch. And I was like, it's too cozy in this house. Like, it's too yeah. warm. It's too quiet. We have a nice cup of hot coffee. I go, this is not conducive to motivating me to do something right. with my life today. Right. So I would like to challenge you. If you have something that you're addicted to and you feel like it feels really good, it's entertaining, it's gratification, it's just like, ah, this is where I want to be. I want to challenge you. Are you addicted to it? Yeah. Because just like that, we can be addicted to watching too much television. Oh, my God. And yeah. now that it's over, we got through our last episode. We have nothing to watch right now. Yeah, I have the shakes. And right I don't now. want anything. I have to the watch. shakes <laughs> because I am like going through withdrawals and the, all the familiar things that addictive things. Right. <laughs> the pool has. But I think that I have for a very long time. And we talked about this. Like, I love movies. And so. If I could have a day of watching a movie marathon, I, I would do it. So I know that, that there's a part of me that would love to sit in front of the TV and watch TV all day just because I enjoy it. Mm. I get lost into it. My imagination goes, runs wild. But the crazy thing, and I'll just say this as a side note, when we watch TV, it is not like the normal people no. watching TV. We pause it and we have very constructive and like great dialogue, great dialogue about what we just saw. What does it mean? Like, mm -hmm. how does it, what happens? Not so much like the entertainment no. aspect of it, but like, what the did you learn? Moments. Yeah. 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 So, so we're like with nerds. the morning show, and this is not a plug, but you should go watch it. With the morning show, we had the girls, we have daughters, three daughters. We talked to each of them about like, this is how women put themselves in uncomfortable situations. This is how men use power in the workplace. Yeah. This is how the Me Too movement has begun. And so they were really, really great episodes for us to talk to our daughters about protecting themselves in the workforce as they continue to grow into young women. Yeah. So yeah, we watch things and we find the lessons. And when we talk about number four of the four bad habits that destroy your life, which is toxic relationships, I have another TV reference too. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into number two. Number two of the four things, the four bad habits that destroy your life. Number two is never exercising any discipline. Yeah. And discipline is something that I think people love the idea of like, oh yeah, I'm super disciplined with my finances. Mm -hmm. I'm super disciplined with this, but I'm just going to tell you, and this might piss you off, you can look at someone and tell that they are disciplined around their health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And most people you look at, you can look at them and say, nah, they don't exercise much discipline around their right. health and wellness, right? And so health and wellness would be my number one. You can have health and wellness, a discipline around health and wellness would mean that you're moving towards a better quality of life. You're moving towards probably more confidence, more self-awareness, yeah. better health, right? But I think it's important so that everyone understands discipline around eating is not that you're always on a diet. It right. doesn't mean that you're always, but I do think that there are times where you need to exercise removing things out of your diet so that you can experience what it feels like not to have them in your diet. So 
I'll go through a time where I'll just like recently I said, I'm just going to take out red meat. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take it out just because I just want to see how I feel, even though I love the taste of it. And the other night I had some steak, mm-hmm. but it had been several months, I mm-hmm. think, since I, I took it out. And then we do fasting and stuff like that. And so I think that those are things that help strengthen you. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I think you have to exercise like just removing things and and not from a restriction standpoint, but just to allow yourself and allow your body to operate without some of the things that you normally put in your body, like soda and all the crazy stuff. Well, for me, discipline is simple. Like what things do you say no to? Because if you say yes to everything, that's not good. It's not. not. You're living a life of pleasure seeking. And if you have no discipline around anything, it's not going to bring you any great rewards. So I'll give you an example. My dad, I love him dearly. He visited a few years ago and he was like waking up, having a sugary cup of coffee, eating cookies for breakfast, drinks, juice, drinks, tons of like juice, whatever's in the fridge. We don't even stock juice, but we had to go get all this stuff for him. And then he likes TV. He likes movies. He likes all this stuff. Just entertainment. He's the kind of guy he wants to be entertained. He's a fun, loving guy. But I told him and we discussed this like. You literally have no discipline around anything in your life. You don't say no to any sort of foods ever. You don't say no to like activity that's comforting, like too many hours of television. You don't say no to any sort of pleasure. And that could be really bad, dad. Right. And so for you guys, I want to ask you, what things are you exercising discipline around? So I bring it back to the health and wellness because One of the greatest lessons that Eddie and I have had in our 15 years of marriage is when we started, when we committed to doing a bodybuilding show. Yeah. And we did it just for the simple fact that we wanted to see what would happen if we exercised an intense, insane amount of discipline around health and wellness, right? So that required a lot of sacrifice, but it wasn't that we were like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to eat a cupcake. I can't eat this. I can't eat this. We weren't listing all the things we couldn't do that made it really restrictive. We were focused on the goal of what does it feel like to be a disciplined person around the things that you put in your mouth? Yeah. What does it feel like to be a disciplined person that goes to the gym regularly every single day? What does it feel like to be a person who exercises discipline around routine, around schedules, around consistency? And I think you would agree it was one of the proudest moments of our lives because we realized what really our true potential was. Yeah. And when you get an opportunity to exercise a high level of discipline to really put into effect a delayed gratification, like understanding what that even means. You're able to gain access to what you can and what you will do when you put those things in place. And so what I think what we want you guys to really take from this portion around discipline is when you put an enormous amount of discipline in your life and you get good at the boring stuff, right? I think that that's when you make the biggest changes in your life. And I think that that it creates space and room for you to access different parts of your capabilities, of your skills, of your talents. And then also tap into things that are unknown about yourself. If you constantly are, are doing the things that you know bring you entertainment, that, that you know bring you pleasure, you never get familiar with things that are outside of the normal routine, the normal thoughts that you may have. So I just think it's important that people understand that. I think when you get that understanding about that and, and through the bodybuilding thing, I was like, wow, 
I didn't realize that I can do this with my body. Right. I didn't realize that I can do this with my mind and I can get so focused that we didn't even think about sweets at some mm -hmm. point, right? We just kind of went months well, without Well, let me tell sugar. you, as a woman, when you commit to putting three pieces of fabric over your body, <laughs> stepping on a stage, wearing clear heels, asking strangers to judge your body, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is a freaking cupcake. Like, I was like, God, people would offer me stuff and I'd be like, are you crazy? <laughs> no. So it was a different sort of discipline because the goal was so big, right? Yeah. So I want to share this with you really quick. I saw this graphic the other day, which I'll share, and it says average people hobbies. And it says television, partying, alcohol, gaming, shopping. And those are all kind of what we're talking about right now. Right. We're talking about entertainment, amusement, spending, shopping, things that are sexy to have, right? Splurging feels really good. It's exciting to go out and party and have drinks with your friend. It's, it's exciting to go to the movies. It's exciting to buy those expensive heels that you've been wanting forever or that really cool purse, right? But here's what the rest of the graphic says. It says rich people hobbies, gym, fitness, wellness. Mm -hmm. It says knowledge. So there's books, mm -hmm. you know, taking courses, expanding your awareness around certain topics that you don't know about. It says investing, being mm -hmm. a good steward of your finances, saving, mm -hmm. and then business, what you can do, what you can create, what you can create, what you can do to grow your career. Yeah. Like those are the things that rich people, successful people are spending time on. So this whole like bad habits that destroy your life, we just want you to kind of take some inventory around where you're spending your time. And if you are having a tough time exercising discipline, around the areas of health and wellness, around the areas of learning, personal development, growth, or entertainment and amusement, if you're having a tough time exercising discipline around your shopping habits, your spending habits, then you need to do some reflecting because we just started a new year yeah. and I'm pretty sure you were on that bandwagon <laughs> of new year, new me. Right. Well, you got to be doing new things. Right. And can I just say this? I'll say, and I hope you guys listen to this. It doesn't matter what you choose to have discipline around. Not so much. Like pick the things that are important to your life. But I will tell you what I think discipline does is it builds a, an enormous amount of self-esteem within you. It also allows you to tap into your resiliency and your ability to persevere. And those things are, are character building traits. Mm -hmm. And so if in the new year you're looking to build your character and to have integrity within yourself, that allows you to do more, that allows you to go further in life. And in anything that you're trying to do, you have to practice discipline routinely and just take things out, remove stuff, add things that you need to do and that you need to stay focused on. And it's like a muscle. Yeah. And when you build that muscle, you get so much strength within you. And, and it's a strength that no one can take away. Yeah. You know, and it's not a physical strength. It's a mental strength and a mental durability and a mental endurance that I think that when you see people that have reached milestones and success in their life, discipline has been a major contributor to it. Right. So discipline, I think it's fair to say it's a requirement for goal attainment. Absolutely. Like you're not going to achieve or attain anything amazing that you're proud of if you didn't have any sort of discipline yeah. to get there. And I think that that's what makes it so sweet when you get there is like understanding that it was about the process and the journey, not just about the goal attainment, right? Yeah. So discipline, I really can't say much more about that, but I do think that that's where your perseverance and your resiliency is going to come from. Which leads to the next one, I think, that 
when you talk about discipline is the key to, to goal achievement, I think there is an issue when it comes to habits of not having a goal as a habit. Right. <laughs> okay, so that's number three yeah. of the four bad habits that destroy your life is not having any goals. <laughs> and I can tell you, like, a lot of the people that we know are a victim of being stuck in a rut in their life because they literally have no goals. Yeah. You're not exercising any discipline around trying to get closer to a goal. You're not uh, in pursuit or in rehearsal to try to be better to chase a goal. Like yeah. you're just not doing anything that's bigger than what you're currently doing right now. So I think like that's the definition of being stuck in a rut, right? Yeah, and I think when you are not in a, have you don't have a habit of creating destination or direction for yourself when it comes to creating goals, then you get into this habit of just wandering, right? Mm -hmm. And I love the quote of Zig Ziglar says, are you going to be a wandering generality or are you going to be a meaningful specific? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be a meaningful specific, that means you have a specific destination and direction that you're going. But I do believe that it's, it is a terrible and destroying habit to wander and not know where you want to go. Yeah. And so I think that as we start to look at that is, is you want to create clarity, you want to create a vision for yourself and it allows you to start exercising some of the things we talked about before that, like discipline. And stuff yeah. Like that. Well, I would say that not having any goals is a reflection of like your aspirations, right? You feel maybe like I don't have any big goals because everything I've set out to do, I wasn't able to achieve. So maybe you're feeling like a little stuck and mm -hmm. like it's not available to you. But not having any goals definitely puts you in a place of comfort. And when you lack direction and you don't have commitment towards something that's going to further advance you, I know that it feels really comforting. It feels comfortable to stay kind of stuck in that moment, right? I'll choose the couch and TV over some big goal that I think I'm going to fail at anyways, but it's really the thing that's going to wind up killing you. Yeah. Because when you're not chasing or in pursuit or in practice to become better, you don't really have much excitement in your life. Yeah. And it's oftentimes when I, I talk to people and, and it's one of those things where I want to help them and I want to reach into their soul and say, like, you can find this answer is, is the simple question is what you want. And, and because people are so out of the habit of, of thinking about what they want, they really, and we're going to talk about this in another podcast, they really dispower themselves mm -hmm. by not knowing what they want or saying they can't do things. Instead of taking, taking a power position of saying, I won't do this. And then they can come with a compelling reason why they won't which means they probably will do something else, right. right? If they assume that power that God has blessed us with in this world. But I think that when you, when you think about this habit that I think destroys you is, is not reaching beyond your current circumstances. And I think that it's important for everyone listening right now, like think about your life and think about truly, do you have a goal? Right. Do you have something that you want to obtain? And I think the small micro goals that are, that are so important give you the evidence and the confidence that you can achieve anything. And so maybe it's a starting with a small one, but you yeah. have to break that pattern. Well, I think everyone has the goal around like, I want to be healthier or fitter or they? slimmer. I think for the most part, people want, you want, I know, especially for women, my ladies out there listening, if your gut is hanging over your pants, you absolutely want to lose But I think there's, there's a difference between having an aspirational goal. Like right. I would like to have this as mm -hmm. a goal. 
than actually having it as a goal. No, but what I was going to say was around health, wellness, and relationships. You want to have great relationships with your husband. You want to be intimate with your lover. You want to have great connection with Mm -hmm. your kids, right? You want to have a better financial situation. You want all of those things. But I think, you know, number three, not having a real specific goal is like asking for more chicken. Like going to a restaurant, Eddie uses this example all the time. He went to, I think it was um, Cheesecake Factory. Factory. He ordered something and he said, can I get extra chicken with that? And they said, sure. So they brought him out what appeared to be a normal size portion of chicken, (laughs) which we got charged twice for. (laughs) Right. And so I was like, well, you weren't very clear on what the goal was. Was Did you know how many ounces it came with to begin with, right? Yeah, and when I got the chicken, I was like, I had no clue. I said, hey, this extra chicken? I go, yeah. And I thought to myself, I don't even know What's how, much chicken, point to, yeah, how much chicken to give you. They What's give the you, regular they, chicken? If not, if I would have said, hey, can I have double chicken portions? And by the way, how much chicken portion do you give for the regular order? Right. <laughs> and that specificity, I think, drives a result, right? And mm-hmm. if I would have drove that result, I would have got the chicken that would have satisfied me right. in my salad. Well, what I was saying, though, like around the health relationship and let's say your finances, those are the things that people should have goals around. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes you avoid the goals and you just talk about wanting more. I want more of these things. I want to do better in these things. It's not specific enough, which then won't give you any sort of discipline. There's no clear things that you need to do to be disciplined around. Right. Right. So if you have a goal, let's just say money this year, I want to increase my salary at work by $10,000. If that is my specific goal, then I would have to do things differently. I'd have to exercise discipline around maybe improving my skills or whatever it is I'm contributing at work. So I got to start reading books. I got to start spending my time maybe hanging out with people who are at higher levels or higher higher positions in my company, right? Right. So you would have to exercise some discipline around being committed to that goal if indeed that was your goal. Right. And I think it's important because I was going to ask this, but I'm just going to state this. Like the reason why it's a habit that you don't create goals, we typically create habits to keep us away from pain, right? And to keep us automated in a sense. So we don't create goals is because if I create a goal, that means I'm creating a destination. If I create a destination, that means I have to go do something. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go do something, that means I may be having to go against the grain of life that I'm currently living that causes a tremendous amount of friction in my life that makes me uncomfortable, that makes people around me uncomfortable. And why would I want to do that? Yeah. Why would I want to do all those things well, and make myself? Well, being great takes exactly. discipline and focus and you're going to have to all say the things no that people and you can't want to make everybody happy. Right. So I know just talking about that, like people don't want to go on diets because they have these routines with friends where on Friday nights they go out for happy hour mm. or they go get desserts on the weekends. And that's usually what they do to be social with their friends. And so they're fearful of committing to the diet because then that means I have to make sacrifices. Yeah. And I think if we stop looking at things that we want as like all of the sacrifice that's required, instead starting to look at things like these are the things that I want that I have to do in order to obtain the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. It's that push versus pull. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll say about this is that It's interesting how, and no one's immune to this, but we don't want to disrupt our lives. We we don't want to cause disruptions on our own. We want things to be easy, fun, and exciting. Comfortable and fine. Mm -hmm. But I would tell you the reason why we said that this habit will destroy your life is because 
if you don't create the disruption in your life, life will create the disruption mm-hmm. for you. And if that if life takes on its own, and you know how strong life is, right? It's just like the ocean. The ocean is powerful. You can't control it. It's natural. If that thing wants to swing and tsunami, it's going to wipe out everything. Mm-hmm. Well, life has that same capability. So if you don't assume control and create the disruptions in your life, life will create them for you mm-hmm. and they will be far more painful. They will require more suffering than you ever want to ever imagine. And that's not what you really want. But right. we are so ad- addicted to our comfort that we just don't want to create the disruption. And then most times we have to change because life tells us we have to change. Right. And, and so we're just trying to put it out there that you don't have to go through that. So number four of the bad habits that destroy your life, this one, I think we could spend a lot of time here. And this one's a big one. Toxic people. Mm. Toxic people come in many different shapes and forms. And I think we all have family members that we would agree are toxic. They're just not good for you. I don't think you're toxic. Sometimes you just get on my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a big one because I know when we are coaching our students, a lot of these Female business owners have really toxic husbands Mm -hmm. that are not supportive. They're not helping them in assisting them to chase their dreams. They're not helping them with the family or the balance that they need to be able to focus on becoming a better business owner. And so to me, it always puts me in this gray space because I want to say, girl, you need to leave him. Because if you're in a toxic relationship with the person that you are closest to, that lives in your home, you're basically sleeping with the enemy of of your goals and dreams. (laughs) It's true though, right? Yeah. And so we're going to be doing an episode on how we've survived 15 years of marriage. And I think one of the things is like us being in support of each other is a Mm non-negotiable. Us being non-toxic in our relationship is a non-negotiable for us. Right. And so what do you have? Because Eddie always gives better advice than I do. I'm just like abort mission, get out. If you're in a marriage, a union or a relationship with someone that is toxic, a couple things, they may not know that they're that toxic. Right. You may allow them to be toxic. This is the commitment that you have agreed to. You knew that being in a relationship with this man, he wanted you to be a stay-at-home mom. He wanted you to have a hot meal every day. He wanted, these were his expectations of the union before you guys got into it. You committed to this role, right? Right. And so now you've seen a couple of Pinterest quotes. You've followed some business you owners. Got, you got the bug of personal development. Right. You're like, and oh. so now you want more out of life and you love your kids, but you want to do other bigger things. And most often, the husband will flip his shit when it right. comes to you changing the agreement. I have to say, it's not just his fault. It's yours because you committed to this in yeah. order to be in the relationship. Which brings me back to this episode of the Red Table Talk that we watched one night in bed. Yeah. And it was about T.I. and Tiny, right? So T.I. is a rapper, if you don't know. And he had, there was some infidelity. He had cheated on his wife. Again, when Eddie and I watch television, we're not watching television, I think, like most people just consume it for the sake of entertainment and like, oh, that was entertaining. We're watching it and listening and kind of dissecting, like, what did he say? So he says at one point he goes to jail and his wife, who had always been submissive, who just kind of let him run things put her career on the background. Well, guess what? She had to step up. She had to start earning money. She had to take care of the kids. So she found and discovered some independence that she never before had to exercise, right? 
And so her version of the story is when he came back, he was upset because I had found my voice Mm -hmm. and he had taken it from me. And now it was a problem. Well, I have to tell you, he stopped her and he said, wait a second, I didn't take anything. You gave up your voice. Yeah. You put that on the back burner for me because that was the agreement that we had when we got together. And so, ladies, I want to tell you, this is total sidebar, but this was such a powerful thing for me because I had to pause it. We talked about this for Mm -hmm. like an hour. And I said, most women are willing to compromise or sacrifice something in order to be with a guy that they want to be but with. But it's done unconsciously. Like they, I don't think so. Well, both. It's done consciously saying, okay, yeah, you do that. I'm going to take care of the house. But they don't realize they're giving up portions of themselves. And then when they realize it because it's in their face, then it was like, that's not what I, I want. Right. Well, then you become resentful right. towards the man. You blame it on him. When I agree with him, you gave that up. Yeah. You committed to that. This was... The requirement, this was the commitment, the contract that you signed in your part in this relationship. You agreed that you wanted to do these things. So I feel like this could be a whole episode. Well, it's also just there's people there are people listening to this podcast right now that started a relationship where they were drinking buddies or they went out to the Mm -hmm. bars all the time or they went to the the game all the time or they had a particular rest of lifestyle where they traveled a lot and like mm-hmm. all these things that they said, this is, this is where we, we fell in love. To, yeah, uh-huh. we had this in common. Right. We, we do these things together. And what happens is, is over time, one changes, the other one changes. Right. And one was like, that's not. This is not what is, we committed yeah, to. Yeah, remember, this is yes. how we fell in love. We went to the bars all the time. Right. We did this all the now time. Now you want to not Now drink. you want to change. Yep. Right. And so that is a reason why I say that sometimes this person doesn't know they're being toxic. They're just being the same person right. that you met and you have changed, right? right? And you, with you changing, you want to change the contract. Right. So right. the advice I could give you if you are in a marriage or a relationship, an intimate relationship with someone who's toxic, ask yourself, like, what part did I play in this? Has this been okay behavior for me for the last 10, 15 years? Is this something that I inadvertently committed right. to or agreed to? Have I enabled him to think that it's my responsibility to put dinner on the table every night? And most often, that's really where the confusion comes from. So now your husband's resentful because you want to chase your dreams. You want to do all this stuff. So it feels like he thinks that you're putting your business maybe or your side hustle over your family and your commitments. And this is where lots of relationships start to fall apart, right? Right. And so then... I want to talk about a little bit of a different perspective of a toxic relationship. Sometimes a toxic relationship can can be a relationship where that person consistently affirms you, Mm. consistently agrees with you. We talk about this all the time. When there's a situation or a disagreement that happens, when people go back to their significant others, do they just affirm their side of, of the story or do they challenge them and say, right. hey, I think you may have been wrong. I don't know wrong. that you're right in this situation. Been, you can be just as toxic if you just say, yeah, you're right. Yep. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's their problem. You should quit that job. That job is they're using you. They're not treating you right. right? Yeah, they keep feeding they, into it. They feed into this thing where you start to say, well, my spouse or my partner says, that I'm right, that means I must be right, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that can be just destroying and damaging to the things that you want to accomplish in life. Yeah, they keep you safe. It becomes a crutch. It's like a person who now you just commiserate with. Yeah, and that is so addictive, right? When you think about commiserating with someone where 
this is the person that you complain with. So if you're listening right now, there's a person in your life that you only complain with, Mm -hmm. right? You guys bounce your complaints off each other. It feels good. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this person's they a problem. They always agree with they you. Always they always agree with you. They make you feel validated. That is a toxic relationship, <laughs> people. So if you have a girlfriend that you are commiserating with constantly, I want you to check yourself. Let her listen to this because you're being in a toxic relationship together. Right. And so here are some signs. They always agree. Mm -hmm. They tell you to give up. Mm -hmm. You should quit. Mm -hmm. They're wrong for you. Mm -hmm. It's their fault. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take that no more. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like all those things you normally think those are that's good advice. You're telling me to do something about something. Are you thinking it's good advice just because it feels good? It validates you and it's exactly what you want to hear. If a relationship always feels good, it's probably a toxic relationship. I know for us, we, we're anti-toxic, but <laughs> we are quick to tell each other when we're wrong. And, and the thing is, is that we don't like it when it happens. It's not no. like we're going like, oh, thank you for telling me I'm wrong. Like, right. thank I'm you. So I'm glad I, was, I have I was you looking to beat so, me up. I was looking for, so forward to you telling me flaws. how wrong I was. <laughs> right. So it doesn't feel good. But if you're willing to compromise the harmony of your relationship for the sake of pouring into your yeah. spouse or your partner, that's real love. Right. Again, I want to share with you what they are. They are any sort of addiction. Number two is never exercising any discipline around anything. Number three is not having any goals. And number four is toxic people. And I know you might be thinking, well, I can't get rid of my husband or my mom is the one that's toxic. I think it just comes down to like you recognizing that, like Eddie said, it may feel really good. It may feel really bad. But at the end of the day, they're going to be one of the reasons why your life is destroyed yeah, yeah. if you don't protect your energy and protect your goals and protect the commitments that you've made. Another quote I want to share with you just before we go is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So when we were talking about discipline, because some people are like, well, I don't want to be disciplined because I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I don't need to be disciplined because I go to the gym when it's convenient for me or when it's a priority. So maybe it's not the gym, maybe it's not bodybuilding, but what are you disciplined around? Mm -hmm. Like you could be disciplined around the wrong things. Mm -hmm. I am really disciplined when it comes to having a glass of wine every night when I come home from work, right? Mm -hmm. I'm really disciplined to making sure I have my Starbucks coffee before I can start my day every single morning. (laughs) So we don't recognize these, but these are habits that destroy our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Versus making a decision to say, I'm really disciplined when it comes to I never leave dishes in the sink every night before Mm -hmm. I go to bed. I'm really disciplined around making my bed every single day before I leave the house for work. Exercising small little disciplines, creating those habits and rituals are things that will help you recognize whether you are a person of discipline or not. Right. And likely if you can't think of five things that you are extremely disciplined about, then friend, I hate to tell you, but you are not a disciplined person. (laughs) Yeah. And And that's destroying your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just touch on the toxic people thing one more time. If you are sitting there and you have this fragile ego that cannot handle when people challenge you or cannot handle when people give you feedback, you may be thinking that your husband or your spouse or your partner, your wife or whoever it may be is toxic, but they're just trying to tell you the truth. Mm. Or they're trying you to might give be you, the toxic one. You're trying to give you feedback. You have to have some discernment and understanding, okay, am I allowing this to bother me because they're telling me the truth? And because they're telling me the truth, I feel like they're not being supportive. 
Or am I really looking at this from a standpoint of saying, wow, that's a little bit of truth. How can I help get this person to help me figure it out? And I think a good way to knowing the difference is if people don't give you ever give you solutions and they just tell you how you're off base or how you're wrong, mm-hmm. then they may be toxic. Right. But if they're saying, hey, you probably should do this. And the way you did that, I don't think that works, but maybe mm-hmm. try this. Then I think they're being supportive. Then you're just defensive. Right. Exactly. And that's going to destroy your life, too. Absolutely. So we've so, that to it. <laughs> yeah. So we hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I'm curious to know, please rate and review and leave a comment along with your Instagram handle, so that way we can share it and shout you out. But I want to know, what of the four bad habits are you not even aware that you might be in practice of that could be holding you back in life? Remember, it's a new decade, it's a new year, and we want to help you push through into that new year, new you, new decade, new you, but you got to have some new habits. And it starts with having really good conversations and taking inventory around the choices and rituals and habits and disciplines that you are focused on and committed to every single day. So Uh, I hope this was a great conversation. Let us know what you think. And we're looking for five pushers. Yes. So let us know if you guys want a t-shirt. We'll be looking again, leave your Instagram handle so we can shout you out. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. All right, guys, push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through